Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. And now, let us get on with the show. Welcome to Friday Friday. <laughs> this is Miss Kapow, and today's date is November 4th, 2016. We're My just name. Four days away from, you know. Yeah, the big one. Yeah. The big one. Scary. It is. My name is Chad, Chad Water. Chad, Chad Water? Yeah, that's my name, and I'm filling in for Brother Kapow, who was murdered and set on fire by a killer clown while attending a Halloween carnival at the Mesquite Methodist Church. Eating cheese. Eating cheese. So I'm filling in for him tonight. Chad Chadwater. Chad Chadwater. Brother Kapow was killed by killer clowns. Really? And this is the name you came up with? Chad Chadwater. That's my name, Miss Kapow. Okay. Are you some kind of conspiratorial (laughs) conspiracist tinfoil hat? Chad Chadwater. Chad Chadwater. I think it's catchy. I think it sounds real. It is real. That's who I am. Today's show is called, (laughs) oh yes, it's called Full Retard. Full Retard. Yes. Like Chad Chadwater. Like Chad Chadwater went full retard there. (laughs) Many of you remember that that very funny movie, Tropic Thunder. You remember that? Was it Ben Stiller in Tropic Thunder? Yeah, but who made the movie was... Um, oh, yeah. Um, that guy. Robert was, Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah, Robert yeah. Downey Jr. stayed in character. Even oh, I thought he was hilarious. <laughs> he did. Jack Black was in there, all these crazies. But it was about these actors playing Vietnam veterans. or Viet- mm. They're Vietnam soldiers, I'm sorry, mm. but they were actors. And Ben Stiller's character, they looked... He was a real good actor, but they looked down on him because he... He had done a movie where he went full retard. <laughs> and um, yeah, and uh, Robert Downey's char- character had yeah. explained, and he was talking about these different movies, you know, um, that you go a little bit retard, you go a little bit here, you have a little bit of this, but you never, ever go full retard. Exactly. It ruins your career. Yeah. And that's what Ben Stiller had done, his character had done in this movie. Yeah, he overacted. Yeah. And uh, so. That's the name of the show because what's going on in in society right now? It's all they've full, gone full it, retard. They've yes. gone full retard. Hillary Clinton has gone full retard. The whole uh, government, our corrupt American government, has gone full retard. Obama's full retard. Uh, the church is full retard. It's all full retard. The whole world is full. It's retard. all full. Oh yeah, it's it's all crazy. And I can say that term retard freely now because mm-hmm. we have a disclaimer at the beginning of the show. Yeah. It offends you. Yeah. Wasn't that a neat little disclaimer? It's a little warning. So, you know, if you're still here being, oh, you said retard, then shame on you (laughs) because you're a retard because you were duly warned. Oh, my goodness. I I love it. So now I have freedom. Freedom. Chad Chatwater has freedom. Brother Kapow didn't have the freedom. Brother Kapow was a little tight. He was a little wound tight. His bun was was in a knot. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? A knot bun. A knot bun. We have a good show. We really do, folks. Don't listen to me because we do have a good show coming up. And I'm just going to explain a little bit of it. After Miss um, Kapow reads the scripture in a second, we're going to talk about this experience that we had regarding UFOs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ms. K- yes, that's right. That's right, Miss Kapow and Brother Kapow. Mm-hmm. Not, not Chad, Chad Hunter, but Brother Kapow and Miss Kapow had a UFO experience. And we want to talk to you about that in regard to doing due diligence and emotion and deception and how things could get out of hand real quick. 
And um, so we're going to do that. And then we're, we're going to play this clip from Steve Pysonick. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who this guy was mm-hmm. before a couple of nights ago. Mm-hmm. And we're going to play a four-minute video clip of him. He's a, a former deputy secretary of state mm-hmm. under, uh, I think he worked under Kissinger. Bush. And, yeah, Carter. I think Reagan. Reagan, yeah. he, He's... He's got a lot of credibility. He's also a psychiatrist. So he's like a medical doctor. Mm-hmm. I mean, so he's heavy dude. Speaks um, five languages. Speaks five languages. Heavy dude. I um, I tried to, I snooped at this and there's nothing on snoops.com to say this is a hoax or anything. But it's a, it's a video that will, the, the, um, the content just blew our mind. Mm-hmm. Because what he's talking about is that America is under revolution right now. That there was a coup, a coup, a government coup on November 1st. Right. So we heard this November 2nd. Mm-hmm. And we went, what? Did he just say yesterday there was a coup? Yep. yep, yep and a, a counter coup. Anyway, we're going to play it. I don't want to ruin it. It's it's amazing. I also posted it on our Facebook page on Fifth Hook Media. Mm-hmm. So you can watch the video there. Or you can type in Steve Pysonick. Good luck on how to spell it because I ain't telling you. Then we're going to talk about these universities that are still continuing to purge masculinity from their male students. As they should. Exactly. (laughs) They're going full retard, full retard. It's so retarded. Um, It's so retarded. And you could say that with impunity now because of the disclaimer. Mm -hmm. Isn't that nice? Mm -hmm. Look at, I like older people. I am an older people. Yes, you are. I am older people. But I'm going to do a story here about cosmetic surgery on the elderly. Yeah. It's a rising trend. It is. It's full retard, folks. Yeah. Full yeah. retard. Then another full retard is Hillary and how she's um, she's claiming the first day in the White House, she's going to do all this stuff for children, children, children. She's done more for women and children than, than Moses. Yeah. Uh, but yet when she was in Idaho or Iowa, one of the two, there behind her is sitting the nation's number one abortionist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's full retard. And then we're going to do a can't fix stupid. But I can't tell you what that's going to be because it's a good one, though. It's a good one. And I can't tell you. That's going to be the cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. That's the teaser, folks. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Thank you. Good night. Okay, this is Chad Chatwater reporting on the Kapow Radio Show Network. Yeah, well, so- I don't like that name, or I think find it's, it. It reminds me of a watercress sandwich. <laughs> How does Chad chat? It just, the when water? you say the name, huh? I see watercress sandwich. Wow. Yeah. With noodles? No, it's a sandwich without crust. Wow. <laughs> it's very continental. I think that's what it is. Wow. Chad. Chad. Yeah. Well, it should have a British accent, but I, I can't do it. You can do one. No, I can't do a good one. I can't. I can't. All right, whatever. <laughs> okay, can you do... Um, okay, my scripture for today is read in Judges, chapter 2, verses 11 through 19. And it reads as thus. <laughs> and the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Balaam, or Baalim, which is plural for Baal. Okay, so they served many gods. Oh. And they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, which brought them out of the land of Egypt and followed other gods of the gods of the people that were around about them and bowed themselves unto them and provoked the Lord to anger. Mm -hmm. And they forsook the Lord and served Baal and Ashtoreth. And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel, and he delivered them into the hands of spoilers that spoiled them. So those are robbers that robbed them. And he sold them into the hands of their enemies round about, so that they could not any longer stand before their enemies. Mm. Whithersoever they went out, the hand of the Lord was against them for evil, as the Lord had said, and as the Lord had sworn unto them, and they were greatly distressed. Nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges, which delivered them out of the hand of those that spoiled them. And yet they would not hearken unto their judges, but they went a-whoring after other gods, and bowed themselves unto them. They turned quickly out of the way which their fathers walked in, obeying the commandments of the Lord, but they did not so. And when the Lord raised them up judges, 
Then the Lord was with the judge and delivered them out of the hand of their enemies all the days of that judge. For it repented the Lord because of their groanings by reason of them that oppressed them and vexed them. And it came to pass when the judge was dead that they returned and corrupted themselves more than their fathers in following other gods to serve them and to bow down unto them. They ceased not from their own doings nor from their stubborn way. Excellent. Tell you, history does repeat itself. It does. The prophetic word is circular. It's not linear. It repeats. And it has different levels, too. It does. You can apply it historically. Hey, it happened historically. You can re- apply it spiritually. It, well, it's, I think it's just the spiritual principle behind it. Mm-hmm. You reject God and go after other little G's. You go start serving, serving aliens. Well, so you're living under a curse now. Mm-hmm. Bad things happen. Bad things happen. As you can see, man, bad things are happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to get worse. Oh, it's going to get so bad here. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. But, you know, I do notice that for myself. When I, I you know, when you get exposed to these these uh, things that are going on on the world and the uncertainty yeah. of things, if you look at it like that, it does put fear in your heart. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? You know, and you have all these different scenarios that people are talking about. But you have to keep your eye upon the Lord mm-hmm. and know that He is the one that gives you life and that you are in His hand. And you just trust Him. Yeah. There's nothing to be afraid of. There really isn't. Yeah. If, if you're in the Lord. If you that's, that's are saved. Key. Yes. If Jesus Christ, which is the only way to the Father, because mm-hmm. Jesus Christ was God made flesh. Mm-hmm. If you're saved under Jesus Christ and accepted that and you've allowed the spirit of righteousness to transform your life Mm -hmm. and renew you and you're saved, you have nothing to worry about. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's kind of exciting because you you keep looking up going, ah, Mm -hmm. redemption, redemption's close. Maybe this is it, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, But But, if you you don't have that hope, ooh. It's only through Christ can you have real peace? Mm-hmm. Peace is when there's a storm surrounding you, but you have peace, you have quiet, your spirit's quiet, your mind's not going in all different directions, and you're not having mm-hmm. that anxiety and that unknowing, and mm-hmm. you know, you're just fearful. Yeah. You have to have peace, and in order to have peace, you have to have Christ in your heart. And that's a gift. That's mm-hmm. a gift from God. Oh, definitely. There, there are... Uh, People out there that try to gather peace by um, meditation, doing yogic practices, drugs, alcohol, drugs, alcohol, anything of those things, trying to get peace, and you can't replicate peace. It's a gift. You lay your head on the pillow at night and you sleep all night with all the turmoil going on. That's a gift from God. Mm-hmm. That's a gift from God. There's so many Amen. people that can't sleep mm-hmm. that just can't rest and have no peace. So you can. It's like just like you said, you, you can have all this turmoil going on around you but still feel mm-hmm. rested inside. Because you know that your trust is in the Lord. Yeah. And, it's, and this isn't your home. It's, it's kind of, it's entertaining from our seats. I, you know, it really is. It's kind of entertaining. Going, Whoa, look at they're going full retard now. It's like, wow, it's really coming to a head here. You know, it's amazing. Uh, it just, you know, our nation right now is just, it's at a time in, in history that um, is very critical. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't say that it's never been like this before in history because mm-hmm. I don't know. But um, it's very critical. And uh, as many of you probably did early voting and all that mm-hmm. stuff, you know, early voting. Um, and we you know, we went out there. We Here in, in our town, there was two places mm-hmm. where you can The turnout vote. was amazing. Amazing. It was incredible. Uh, one like, place, where all these people come from? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Amazing. Um yeah, there was just like hundreds, hundreds of people, and um, you know, some people waited an hour in line. Mm-hmm. Uh, we waited what maybe thirty five minutes, you know. But um, you know, one of the things that struck me doing this voting is that I was surrounded by people, and we we're having a conversation behind me and in front of me, you know, because we're all waiting in line to get in there to vote, and it was like, well. None of us were talking politics, Mm-mm. but what we were all talking about is, uh, you know, 
this is crazy times. And we, what we all noticed was how many people were there. Yeah. You know, and I actually went a little later to avoid the morning crowd and it was still packed. It was packed all day. Mm-hmm. And what it showed us is that this is really a time in, in history in, in this country where it's so divisive and there's so many things at stake mm-hmm. that people on both sides are getting up and, and voting. And, voting. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was amazing because I didn't know if the person behind us was Democrat or Republican or liberal or libertarian. I had no idea. They had no idea what I... But it's like we're all in the same boat. We're all mm-hmm. just goyim. <laughs> in America, you know, hoping there's going to be some change, right? Uh, whatever side you want, and it was it was kind of a an amazing experience, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of think of it that way. Uh, but uh, it was huge, and I don't know about the rest of the country, but um, here in this in mm-hmm. this city of about sixteen thousand, it was incredible. And and like I said earlier, we went to both polling locations. The first polling location, we were there for something else, mm-hmm. for another event. But they were pulling. They had about an hour before they closed the right. the booths, and it was packed, 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 packed. packed. Wow, amazing, mm-hmm. amazing. So I did vote under Chad Chadworth, Chad Chadwater. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe it's because you beat Chad Chadworth. No. Okay. <laughs> How about Rocky Stone? Ooh, that sounds like ice cream. My name is Rocky Stone. Welcome to the Kapow Radio Show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got my DJ voice on. I'm filling in for Brother Kapow, who uh, was murdered and set on fire by killer clowns. Uh, uh, is that better? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm in the studio with uh, Miss Kapow, who's going to show me the ropes. <laughs> in the studio. The studio. Uh. Okay, what's our first story? I have none. Good night. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Let's talk about our UFO experience. Oh, that's right. You did say that we were going to do that. Yeah, because we're going to go somewhere with this, folks. But I'm telling you right now. Okay, I'm back to Brother Kapow. Miss Kapow and I had a very weird experience last week. I don't even remember what day it was doesn't matter but it was last week it was between last freedom friday and this freedom friday you want to begin well i was walking the dogs in the evening mm-hmm. and on my way back from walking the dogs i noticed behind my neighbor's house this neighbor lives across the street from us and i noticed behind her house there was these um amber lights they look like street lights but i was thinking to myself i don't remember streetlights being directly behind her house. And there were maybe like three of them, and they were like in a row going upward. And then the very last one was on top of the other three. And it was a little too high. My dogs are barking. Be quiet. So I thought, that's really strange. So I was just watching them, and they, were, they weren't moving or anything. And, but as I was watching it, the very, the very top one was moving across the sky and i'm thinking well that's odd and then the other three were moving across so i thought oh this is this is weird Mm -hmm. so i went and i put the dogs in i called brother kapow to come outside to see this wonder and then as he came out there were like more lights coming out and they looked like they were coming out from the the uh, we have like a, a flat top mountain and it looked like it was coming from out of the mountain it was weird yeah they look like UFOs. Yes. That's the first thing we both thought. I ran out there, and I, I ran out there. I didn't even have shoes on. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just like one of those things. Because if you had waited for that, you may have missed it. Missed it. You know what I mean? Yes. So she comes, you know, and, hey, you got to see this. You know, get out here. So I go out there, and just like she described, in, in if you stand in our driveway, we we have houses in front of us but where we live it's it's like tiered mm-hmm. um and then in front of us is a flat top mesa beautiful flat top mesa mountain that's what's in front of us and um these lights were coming and it appeared that they were coming from like the middle of the mesa now there's a sports complex up there mm-hmm. professional sports complex 
but all the lights were off. There was no sports activity going on. Mm-mm. Nothing was happening. And uh, and when I was watching this, man, it was just this incredible feeling like, dude, this is these are unidentified flying objects. Yeah. And there were so many of them that were coming out. It was almost like 30. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot. There were several dozen. And in my mind, I'm thinking if these are like aliens, there's this is the invasion. Yes. This is the invasion that... You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. they're here. It looked like the movie Signs. Yes. It was really eerie. Yes, it was eerie. And we were the only ones out. Mm-hmm. We were standing in our driveway. No one, no other neighbors Take were out. Videos and pictures. And- yes. Yeah, I ran into the garage. I grabbed binoculars. Miss Kapow had her phone. So she starts filming it, taking pictures and stuff. And I get these binos. And I'm I'm looking at them. And what they look like are like jellyfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're They're iridescent. And you can see a glowing light mm-hmm. in like it. Like I said, they're like orange. They look like orangey orange, red, red color. Amber-like. Mm-hmm. And then as they would drift off into the sky, not very f- high up in the sky, but then they would just kind of like disappear yes. or evaporate. Like. Yes. They would just disappear. They would mm-hmm. blink off. And then a whole nother wave would come up. Yeah. You know, maybe five or six would come up, another wave. Amazing. Well, what we noticed on top of the flat top mesa, way up there... Uh, a lot of our veterans out here have gone up there and they put a flag, an American flag, on top of the mm-hmm. flat top and they put solar lights up there to light it up. Well, we noticed lights up there and it was a it was an off-road vehicle. Right, right. And we could see their lights and they had moved their vehicle and I'm thinking, wow, at least there's another witness to this. Mm-hmm. There's somebody else up there that it must look incredible to them, you know, because right. it's coming right at them. Anyway, it was pretty freaky and uh, like I said, it wasn't like, oh, these are aliens from outer space because we don't believe they're from outer space, but we believe in interdimensional beings such as demons mm-hmm. and fallen angels and, you know, earth spirits and, and whatnot. Um, and these craft, like I said, they look like craft and they look like they would be biological with the light in them. You know, they, they, they were iridescent like jellyfish. Mm-hmm. And that's the impression I got that they were alive. Very, very strange, but they were flying very low. And the feeling was incredible. It was almost like, man, this is it. They're here. The invasion is here. Mm-hmm. And as we, as we watched them, and as, as the last one gone up and blinked off, um, one of our neighbors had come down the, the road in her car. And so we had told her, you know, she's like, what are, you, what are you guys doing? So we told her, and she was like, huh? You know, whatever. <laughs> Walked in. And then one of our other neighbors, about two doors down, he came outside. And so, you know, I ran to him and I told him, man, this is what we just saw. And, I, and when I was talking to him, I had chills. You know, mm-hmm. my, my just, I was just all energized. So I showed him the video and he was like, oh, wow. You know, blah, 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 blah. Could you send that to me? Crazy. So, Anyway, we after it was all over, we came in the house and we were just like amazed, you know, jaw dropping. I mean, this is what we saw. This is it, man. You know, end of the world, right? Yay! And uh, so I sent a couple of emails out to some of my neighbors around here, just to, to let them know what we saw and to, to show them the pictures. You know, mm-hmm. and then later on, I show them the videos and stuff because uh, the people that I sent it out to would be interested in that kind of thing. And one of the guys I sent to was a, a guy that um, I play music with here. And he's like a pro-level photographer. Very mm-hmm. logical guy. Takes photography of a lot of stuff. And I sent it to him simply because I thought, as a photographer, he might be interested in examining the photos and blah, blah, blah. Well, he responds back to me right away. And he says that earlier in the day, he saw one of those uh what's typically called a Chinese lantern, but they're mm-hmm. called sky lanterns. Mm-hmm. They're like a, I don't know, I'm going to say balloon, but they're like a cloth. They're, like they're paper, like yes. paper mache type of thing. And then on the base, they have uh, what they call like a little uh, uh, light or candle. candle. Yes. And then the fumes or the, the gases or whatever from the candle will actually get captured in the, in the balloon type of thing and then raise it up. Yes. And then it dissipates. Yes. And then it dies out so he says he seen one of those go up in the area that i saw all the ufo earlier in the day and he says perhaps that was a test run 
for what they were going to do at night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he sent me a link to Amazon to where you can buy these things. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd already described how they looked, how they moved, the whole bit. This was that Friday because it was Nevada, the Nevada... Um, Nevada Day. Day, yeah. Yes, okay, so a week ago today, yep. we saw it. It was, yeah, Nevada Day. So we look at this link, and as much as I don't want to believe it, I'm looking at this link and I'm going, well... It does. Yeah. They do look like that. Mm-hmm. And they were about 30 inches tall, right. about 24 inches wide, and 15 inch at the base. Pretty, you know, pretty big enough. You could see them in the sky. Mm-hmm. And it showed them. How, you know, you'd light it and it'd rise up in the air. And then we, Miss Kapow, started looking at videos of these things, sky lanterns, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the way they moved and the way they looked. Well, they look like mm-hmm. what we saw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we discovered that the movie Tangled. Mm-hmm. Walt Disney. Walt Disney movie. There's a scene in Tangled, the Rapunzel remake, mm-hmm. where they they animate all these sky lanterns mm-hmm. during one of these songs, and it's a magical, and it's affected millions of people mm-hmm. and people who get married and have celebrated. He discovers how he really is in love with Rapunzel or whatever. Yes, like it's that. one of those yeah. magical. It's one of those Chad Chadwater moments. Yes. <laughs> Luciferian Chad Chadwater <laughs> magic nonsense. So people are really into this thing. And so when we start discovering that, it's like, ah, some, you know, some, this is, it had to be it. Mm-hmm. So I sent another email out to a few of the neighbors, you know, what we discovered. I had one neighbor who just refused to believe it. Yeah. He's like, like, no, those are UFOs. Those are UFOs. I'm not going to accept your logic. <laughs> you know, you know, even, even though I'm not going to accept that there, there were UFOs, we're all going like cocoon. Uh-huh. We're all going to, we're going uh, on to a space. Yeah. Yes, I'm leaving. And my wife's going to stay here and I'm gone. So mm-hmm. he absolutely wouldn't believe it. So um, we were like, wow, it seems so real to us and stuff. But yet, you know, yeah. this this is pretty good evidence. So the very next day at the break of dawn, Miss mm-hmm. Kapow and I go up there to investigate. To investigate, and we go to the area that we saw these things, and we start tracing the area in the sky about where they blinked off. Mm-hmm. And so we have to hike a little west into the mesa a little bit into the into the desert into the Nevada desert, but we have to hike a little west in there, not very far. And sure enough, we find three three sky lanterns laying across the desert floor Mm -hmm. now the other you know several dozen or so are lost in the desert up there Mm -hmm. polluting and littering yeah um because they're not biodegradable and that's another and it's illegal yeah because it you know it's a fire hazard it'd be a fire hazard yes and it's just you're littering Mm -hmm. this beautiful country that's what's annoying so very annoying so what we figured is the the atv that we saw up there on the mesa that that was probably for their benefit Mm -hmm. you know maybe he's going to propose to the guy maybe it's his wedding anniversary who knows Mm -hmm. maybe it's nevada day i don't know but that's why they were up there so anyway we kind of solved you know the issue I had even sent a photograph to the to the newspaper earlier, and I had to go back and retract it and, and give them the evidence, you know, that I that I found, um, you know, before they <laughs> posted something and said we're under you know alien attack. Area fifty one is not that far from here, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, the the moral of the story is, I, I think what we took away from it was no matter how you feel, or how much you want to believe something. Mm-hmm. You have to do your due diligence to look at the facts. Mm-hmm. To find the truth. To find the truth. And if the truth points to something that's opposite of what your feelings are or how much you want to believe it, you have to go with the truth. Right. And is it really was disappointing. Mm-hmm. And um, the neighbor who refused to believe it, he finally had to believe it when we found evidence of the lanterns. Took I took pictures of it. Of it. You know, so here they are. We found them three out of the 30 or whatever. We found them. And um, so he finally had a, yeah. you know, but th- that was that was a, a significant lesson because mm-hmm. you could see something like that and go, I saw UFO. Uh, I saw an invasion. It's the end of the world, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but when when the other evidence points and you can prove it, you have to. Right. Uh, you have to go with the truth, right? You know, and so it was—it was a viable lesson type of thing. 
So we just wanted to share that with you because it was quite the experience there for, mm-hmm. what, about 12 hours? Yeah. <laughs> Until mm-hmm. we discovered. And then last night, there was a gray alien that came to me, laid on top of my head <laughs> in the middle of the night and whispered sweet nothings to me and promised me mounds and mounds of, of cheese <laughs> if I'd go with him. Uh, but that's another Freedom Friday. So anyway, isn't that amazing? So anyway, I, I didn't. I always heard about Chinese lanterns and all this stuff, and I'm going, "What? What are you talking about?" But it's but interesting finally- because uh, it's it, the history of it is that um, it began like in the third century mm-hmm. with the Chinese, and what they did was they used it as a guide for the for ancestral spirits that they believed that it would guide the spirits and blah 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 and That's bring right. back wisdom and. Um, yeah, wisdom and protection or guidance. Yes. You know what I mean? And a lot of other people use it as um, they bring, they put their troubles onto the balloon and then they sh- shoot it up. And Or they do it for symbolic. their they're dead. A lot of, a lot of dead. It's things. used for a lot of funeral services. And this is what might have gone on too. Someone might have died and these were raised up for their, for their mm-hmm. death. But they believe like the soul is in the candle in the lantern and it rises up. Mm-hmm. Or you're sending a message to your loved one. Basically, it's necromancy, and you're talking to the dead one. Right. But the yeah, the origins of the sky lanterns are occultic, right, and magical. And when we were yeah. listening to that song from Tangled, uh, Tangled. Now I've I have never seen the movie, and I've never heard this song. You were just reading. I was reading the lyrics to you. You didn't even hear the music. No. And you, but I think we heard it the music before because you go oh, listen okay. to this, and yeah. then we wanted to know what the lyrics were. Yeah. So then he was reading the lyrics. There was no music or anything like that, and I started emoting. Yeah. I don't even know really what he was saying, but it was like it was just touching me. Yeah. And I started crying. The, Retarded. The, the song. <laughs> the song is very masonic. The song yeah. talks about seeing the light. Mm-hmm. They want the light. The light's very important. The light. It's Luciferian. It's the light bearer, mm-hmm. all of this stuff. So we can go and do a they're whole other show. Satan. Yeah, they're singing they're, to Satan. They're singing. To, it's a Disney movie. They're singing to Lucifer. Um, we have a little. We have a little nephew. He was what six years old, five years old, and he fell in love with this uh, Rapunzel. Car- Rapunzel, this animated character. Yeah. He wanted to marry her. Yeah. Um, and you think, well, he's a little kid, but yeah, but he's a little boy. The little girls are supposed to have cooties at that age. Yeah. It, there was something magical about that movie, mm-hmm. obviously, that I've never seen the movie, but it affected a lot of people because when you, you YouTube it and you read the yeah. comments, people are very affected by the magic of it, and especially that scene with the Sky Lanterns. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's kind of interesting when you put that all together. We see them in real life, and we're just like, <gasps> so Yeah. Yeah. Creepy. Anyway, we went full retard last week, but now we're back. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's the difference. We're back. Okay. We just went full retard for a little bit. We're back. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's um let's play this clip okay. from Steve uh Steve Pisanik. Pisanik. It's actually spelled P I E like Pi. P I E C Z E N I K. All right. Uh but you can watch the video on our Facebook page if you need to. So what I want you to hear is when he's talking, it's only four minutes. He says on November 1st, that's just a few days ago, there was a coup by the Clintons and their aides to take over the government. Mm-hmm. And then he talks about a counter clue with intelligence officers and agents who are fighting the Clintons from getting into the White House. Mm-hmm. Because of their corrupt um, activities and their criminal activities Mm -hmm. and that there are FBI agents, NIA agents, CIA people that know that if they get in, they'll never be justice. So they're they're good men and women working these things and they're doing a counter clue. And what he is saying is that they have provided Assange WikiLeaks with the information. It's not right. Russia. It's not anybody. It's not even Assange. He's mm-hmm. provided to it by our own intelligence agency. Like I said, this guy's not an idiot. He's 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 a psychiatrist. He's worked uh, under Kissinger. He was a former deputy um, secretary of state. He's not a knucklehead. Why he would come out and do this, you know, is beyond me. Uh, if he just wants to ruin his reputation or whatever. 
And I guess this is the first time he's appeared on video in years. Mm-hmm. No one really knew what he looked like. So I snoop.com'd it mm-hmm. to see if it was a hoax or something. It's all over the internet. Alex Jones has had it, and you know a lot of people are commenting on it. So anyway, I'm going to play that for you, and that's about what, what you're going to hear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ready? You're ready. All right. Chad Chatworth <laughs> off for right now. On November 1, 2016, Hillary and Bill Clinton and their entourage of assistants affected a civilian coup. In contrast to the usual concept of a coup where the military is involved and takes over the White House and communication centers, very much like the scenarios you see in a movie, this coup was done silently and very effectively through two methods, corruption and co-optation. The Clintons had been involved in co-opting our White House, our judiciary, our CIA, our Federal Bureau of Investigation, our Attorney General Loretta Lynch, and our Director of the FBI, James Comey, for some time now. What they've done is to make sure that they were part and parcel of a group of people who were interrelated through political cronyism. However, in order to stop this coup, We in the intelligence community and others involved have informally gotten together and with their permission, I am beginning to announce that we've initiated a counter coup through Julian Assange and WikiLeaks. What has happened in effect when uh, Comey had to open up the case of Hillary Clinton and discuss the emails that were involved with the Anthony Weiner case It was not the case itself that was as important as the fact that this was the entree for many of us in the counter-coup to say to the administration, we have your number. Not only do we have your number, we're going to stop you from making Hillary the president of the United States. And at the same time, we will convict and indict the president of the United States, Loretta Lynch, and many others who were involved in the cover-up of the massive corruption that occurred under the Clinton Foundation. Now, in both cases, their coup was silent, and our counter-coup was silent, and it was all uh, transgressed or occurred on the Internet. And this is probably the first time in the history of any country where a coup was initiated on through the Internet and a counter-coup was initiated through the Internet. I am just a small part of something far bigger than myself. It was the brave men and women who were in the FBI, the CIA, the Director of Intelligence, the uh, Military Intelligence, and men and women in 15 other intelligence organizations who were sick and tired of seeing this corruption in the White House, in the Justice Department, and in the intelligence system. And we decided that there was something we had to do in order to save the republic. So we initiated a counter-coup through Julian Assange, who's been very brave and, and really quite formidable in his, in his ability to come forth and provide all the necessary emails that we gave to him in order to undermine Hillary and Bill Clinton. Again, America, we're going through a major, major transition and, quite frankly, a second American revolution. We do not have guns. We do not have weapons. We do not intend to kill anybody. We do not intend to harm anybody. But we, the American public, and those of us who serve as veterans and in the intelligence service like myself, will stop the Clintons from assuming power that they don't deserve. At the same time, we will make certain that Obama leaves without any trail of a uh, a pardon, or any other act of treason. In effect, we want a peaceful transition in this great American republic. I bring you this news, and I want you to understand what has happened. A moment of history is occurring right now in front of us, and I'm proud to explain it to you. I don't know what all this fuss is about, about these pestilence. I think the scientists are doing a great job. Clueless, in the dark, Uh, I think the government's doing a good job. Have no idea what is really going on? I have an app for that. Kapow Radio Show app for iPhone and iPad. Kapow Radio Show app for Android. Get the app. 
get a clue. Hey, Vinny, I love politicians. I think they've got my best interest in mind. Get the app. Get a clue. FifthHookMedia.com Wow. I know. Interesting, huh? Wow. If this is absolutely true, and at this point, you know, I don't know, because I don't know if it's a Sky Lantern thing, mm-hmm. just me wanting to be, uh, wanting it to be true. But if this is true, wow, this is incredible. Mm-hmm. We're in the middle of a revolution, but it's not being fought with guns and military and all that stuff, which makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. But being fought the via internet. the internet, mm-hmm. through hacking, through WikiLeaks, a coup mm-hmm. and a counter coup. Uh, basically, we're at war with this corrupt, tyrannical government, or as Bill Cooper would say, a Luciferian, socialist, tyrannical government. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So think about that. Um, watch the video. It's just him talking. It's the same thing. Or, watch, or listen to that video, cl- uh, video clip again. Um, yeah, it's like not I said, very long. Uh, yeah, it's only four minutes. I don't know. But um, Wow. Food oh, for thought. Food for thought. Okay. You know who else went full retard is our universities. Oh, yeah. Full retard. I want to, uh, why don't you read Exodus one seventeen for our listeners? Okay. It says, but the midwives feared God and did not as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the men children alive. Saved the men children Alive. The Pharaoh wanted to kill the men, mm-hmm. the men children. Okay. Universities work to purge male students of their toxic masculinity. This is the spirit of Pharaoh. This yep. is the spirit of Satan, Lucifer. This is not of God. Who has come to kill, steal, and destroy. Amen. Universities across the nation are taking steps to actively purge. Miss Kapow. Actively purge male students of what's been labeled toxic masculinity. We talked about this several shows ago. Mm-hmm. I think it was Duke University. Well, now a lot of universities have jumped in on this. See, and it all goes back to, to uh, feminism. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we even see the shows on TV, how they've demasculized men, you know, where they're stupid. And, you know, the woman is the strong one. And these yeah. guys can't make decisions. They can't even boil water. You know, it's really yeah. terrible. Yeah, they're doing stupid things. Like, it's funny. And I, like Doug Heffernan of um, King of Queens, you know, mm-hmm. he's always hiding from Carrie and he's always doing something, you know, sneaky. And mm-hmm. uh, what's it, what about Raymond? Oh, Same gosh, kind of characters. Yeah. And, you know, over and over again, you know. Um, I will tell you this little story. I don't want to get too much off topic. But uh, today, <laughs> I was driving Miss Kapow's car and Miss Kapow <laughs> was the passenger. And I decided to go to the car wash to get it washed, a self-washing thing. So we go through the car wash, and um, I back it in, and I, I park it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's a small car. And uh, so I say to Miss Capel, I go, you want me to go dry it off? And she, she says, no, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. So she gets out, and she has a little towel, and she's just drying off the excess water. And I'm sitting... In the driver's seat, listening to Rush Limbaugh or something, right? <laughs> so this young man comes through the through the other car wash, and he parks next to us, and I'm just kind of looking at him because he has a you know real pretty car, and he gets out and he looks at Miss Kapow, and then he does a double take and he looks at me, looks back at her, and he just kind of has this look on his face and walks away, and the look on his face is like, dude, you are an arse, you are a jerk. And I thought to myself, wow, that probably looks really bad. Yeah. Because I would have thought the same thing. Mm-hmm. Had I pulled up and I saw whether it was a young man or an older man mm-hmm. sitting in, in the, the driver's, driver's seat mm-hmm. and his old lady, right? Wife, girlfriend, whatever, is out drying the car while he's sitting in there. <laughs> oh, man. It, yeah, it's like, it I said, oh, right. this guy, yeah. that, well, this guy's an idiot, man. Mm-hmm. What is she doing with that dude? You right. know? And that's the kind of look he gave. But the thing is, you know, it wasn't that at all. It wasn't that at all. So uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, Miss Kapow, she's barefoot. She's pregnant. She's in the kitchen. Um, yeah, what? 
Does Chad Chatworth? I'm doing laundry with stones. Laundry <laughs> with stones, yeah. And smiling. Yeah. Loving it, 1950s. Anyway, examples abound on campuses hosting training sessions, group meetings, lectures, and other programs to effectively cleanse what many campus leaders and left-leaning scholars contend is an unhealthy masculinity in young men today. Wow. Isn't that wow. sad? disgusting it's full retard it's full retard full retard on campus toxic masculinity is often blamed for sexual violence body shaming and a hyper masculinized sporting culture acts of domestic terrorism and much more wow because you're masculine because you're you're hateful (laughs) (laughs) wow i would have never grown a beard had i known that blame for all of that uh, for example, a class at Dartmouth College this semester says it identifies so-called toxic masculinity as playing a role in the mass murder spree at a Florida club during the summer. Wow. I thought that was a guy that was uh, dedicated to ISIS. But he was a guy. And he Mas- was macho, I guess. Yeah. See how he He was masculine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This despite the fact that the gunman, Omar Martin... Yeah, once again, told police he did it on behalf of ISIS. Uh, other instances of combating toxic masculinity on campus can be found at both the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, and Duke University. And we talked about Duke mm-hmm. a while back. They both launched programs specifically designed for male students, oh, check this out, to delve into violent masculinity and healthier masculinity and discuss issues like gender fluidity. Wow. I just, I, I just, mm, I vomited. Ah. No, I, oh, I just vomited a little bit on my Gross. shirt. I, I can't help it. Ah. Ah. How has the concept of masculinity contributed to the perpetration of violence in our society? Asked the UNC Men's Project website. Duke University started a similar program this semester for male students to reflect on topics such as Patriarchy, male privilege, rape culture, pornography, machismo, and the language of dominance. Oh, for the love of pizza. That's why I said, woman, get out there and drive the car. I sit here and watch, (laughs) listen to Rush Limbaugh. Sit in the coolness of the air conditioning. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was kicking back, eating a sandwich. Sandwich. Your uh, watercress sandwich without the crust. That's right. That's right. (laughs) That does sound gross. Like it, Chad. You like it. <laughs> at a mandatory freshman orientation training at Gettysburg College in August, male students had they were forced, my friend, to watch a documentary which stated in part that the three most destructive words a boy can hear growing up is Be a man. Wow. <laughs> wow. Destructive words. Wow. Quit crying. Be a man. <laughs> oh, wow. The freshmen also went through a break. Now, they were forced mm-hmm. to hear this. The freshmen also um, went through a breakout session in which they were told mass shooting sprees are rooted in toxic masculinity. Now, I know there's that shooting in San Bernardino. Mm-hmm. There was, was a female. A female. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, Patricia Hurst yeah, was a female. terrorist. She was female. So, There's uh, been plenty of female terrorists, i tell you that much. Maybe they were masculine. The Thrive Club, part of the Claremont College's consortium, the Claremont College, they're, they're nuts. That's California. They're cuckoo. Uh, it meets at a safe space. It meets wow. at a safe space to talk about mental health. Well, they should because they're cuckoo. They're full retard. They talk about mental health um, and they advertise that masculinity can be extremely toxic to our mental health, both to the people who are pressured to perform it and the people who are invent- inevitably influenced by it. Wow. See? Yet the group refuses to disclose the contents of his discussions due to confidentiality concerns. But students who attended one of the sessions reported that there was a common consensus that masculinity is harmful both to those who express it and those who are affected by it. See, by you having me wipe the car today, I, I was affected by it. 
I know. It was a negative well, think, experience for me. It was. <laughs> and, then, but, and think about the young man. Yeah. Who pulled in with his nice car thinking, you know, I'm getting my car nice because I'm going to date my Aruka, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, we're going to go out to dinner and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he sees me, an older guy, a role model because I have a beard. So mm-hmm. automatically I have credibility. And I'm sitting there listening to Rush Limbaugh Why? my wife is wiping down the car and I'm, I had this smug look on my face like, yeah, that's how you do it, son. <laughs> he just walked by like, and he, I mean, he did like a double take and triple like, what? What is this I see? I don't know if he was disgusted or if he was like, wow. <laughs> I gotta get this guy. Yeah, this, this guy, he's, wow. This guy's the bomb. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so what else is going on here um, about male privilege and dominance? Um, this trend did not emerge overnight. Last year, Vanderbilt, <coughs> excuse me, that was a vomit in my throat. <laughs> Vanderbilt University hosted Healthy Masculinities Week. I wish I could have went to that. It was well, led you in part. It. I do. I do need <laughs> it. It was led in part by Jackson Katz, the. F- Who's Jackson Katz, Ms. Kapow? He's the first man to minor in women's studies at the University of Massachusetts Amherst. He's the first quote-unquote man to minor in women's studies. Wow. I bet you he is light. In the loafers. Yes. Either that or he's real smart because he went there to pick up chicks. (laughs) By being not masculine. Right. By being sensitive and pretty. By being a Chad Chadwater. Chadwater. <laughs> you know what? Chad Chadwater shaves his legs. I'll be honest with you. He's the kind of guy that shaves his legs. Smooth. He's into manscaping. He's a, he a smoother. He's into manscaping. And you know what? Chicks dig it. He's not spornophobic. <laughs> he's, a, he's not a spornophobe. Okay. Uh, he's into spornophobia. He's into... Sp- Spor, spore, spormo. He's a spormo. Anyway, so cats criticize what? Arnold Schwarzenegger Ah. and Sylvester Stallone, who are both like, what, has-been actors now? Come on. We can't come up with anybody more current? (laughs) More recent, yeah. (laughs) For their muscular physiques, wow, which have gotten larger over the years. I don't think so. Have you seen both those guys? pretty puny. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, over the years, you age. yeah. Yeah. According to the presentation, hyper-masculinized sporting culture has also advanced unhealthy masculinity. Oh, you know, like, love of pizza. You know, like football and, you know, sports and things like that. So golf. anyway, <laughs> golf, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, that that is like really full retard. That's not even like a little bit. That's not even like... Yeah, hey, they're, it's they're, full retard. They're not even like just playing around with retardation. They're like full-on retard. They're, mm-hmm. they're gone. They're mentally gone. Okay, what is next, Miss Capel? It's a mental banana peel. It is. I like it. They're going to slip on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about old people who um, who don't want to be old. Seeking to be visible. More Americans that are 65 and older are getting plastic surgery. Look at this gal standing next to her plastic surgeon. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Full retard. Look at her. Standing next to her plastic. I'm looking at his face. Well, look at, yeah, look at his face. He looks like he can use a little, a little nip and tuck, too. Her name is Jean Stark. She's 83 years old. God bless her heart. She's a retiree in Lakewood, Colorado. That's her first problem. She has a surgeon, Dr. Zamora, and she had work done on her eyelids a decade ago and is planning further procedures, including her neck and jaw. Uh, here's another gal named Maria Vargas. She was fed up with looking like an old woman. Why? Why was she fed up looking like an old woman? I'll tell you why. Because she was 68 years old. (laughs) I'm not saying 68-year-old women are old, but they're going to look like they're 68 years old. You're not going to look like you're 30 or 40. Yeah. It's the law of thermodynamics. <laughs> but she's tired of it. I'm tired of looking like an old woman, she says. 
So uh, when she walked down the street, now check this out what she says. This is what's full retard. She's 68. She says when she walks down the street, she said, I'd lost the looks of men. So men were no longer looking at her like, yeah, baby, I want to mate with you. Really? Really, Maria? This is your concern? Oh, it reminds me of that story. Remember this gal that we know? And she was, you know, an elderly woman. Well, not elderly, but she was older. Mm-hmm. You know, she was probably what, in her 50s or whatever, 40s, 50s. And um, she saw a guy at the grocery store, oh, a young, yes. young, young man. Yes. And he kept looking at her. And yes. she thought, oh, I'm still hot. At my age, I'm still hot. He's so she's like, you know, flirting and blah, 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 blah. True story, folks. So he comes over to her and she's thinking, oh, he's going to come on to me, la, 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 la. And he says to her, I couldn't help but notice you because you look like my mother. <laughs> <laughs> True story. True story. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Oh, yeah, she's like, she's thinking, oh, this guy's, you know, he's like 20 years younger than yeah. me. He's, I still got it. I'm hot. He's a stud muffin. It's going to be a good day. Because I couldn't help staring. You remind me so much of my mother. <laughs> Oh, that's oh. fabulous. Anyway, uh, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> poor, poor Maria, when she walked down the street, she's 68 years old. She lost the, the looks of men. She's divorced. She said, quote, I'd walk by men and men would probably go, yeah, there's a cute grandma. <laughs> so she just decided to have neck surgery. A neck lift. Yeah. To get rid of the whole turtle thing. <laughs> I did a disclaimer. I did a dis- there's a disclaimer for this show, folks. <laughs> like, I can just hear it already. Misogynistic. Misogynistic. <laughs> I can hear it already. Oh my god! You call yourself a Christian? <sighs> she says, "I got so excited about the difference that it made that I was like, oh my god, I want more." She lives in Sacramento, California. She's never had elective plastic surgery before, but now she said. No 30 or 45-year-old guy is going to ask me, hey, what's your number, honey? But a 60-year-old will. <laughs> and right there, I have I have more <laughs> retard-ish, full retard issues yeah. about a 60-year-old guy. Going for a 68-year-old. Well, I... Okay, I'm not going to say anymore. I, just, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I what's, know. Uh, what's up with this yeah. over-sex society? Yeah, I mean, come on. I know. You should be knitting. <laughs> no, well, no. I mean, I'm not saying that they can't. I'm. It's the spirit behind it. I think. Yeah. According to the American Society for Aesthetic Plastic Surgery, the number of people 65 and older getting facelifts and cosmetic eyelid surgeries have more than doubled over the last two decades. What does that tell you? With much of that increase occurring over the last five years. Here's some stats. In 2015, 39,772 eyelid surgeries and 37,632 facelifts were performed on people 65 and older. That's a lot. Yeah. Although there are no breakdown within the category, doctors report that most of their older patients are between 65 and 75 and around three quarters are new to plastic surgery. Wow. Part of it is demographics. People are living longer and the baby boomer generation started turning 65 years ago. So there are more people over 65 in the past. But even accounting for that, the rate of eyelid surgeries in that age group has risen 62% and the rate of facelift has doubled. The trend appears to reflect both cultural and economic shifts, including a growing acceptance of elective surgery helped along by popular shows like Nip and Tuck. Mm -hmm. There you go. And a reduction in the procedure's cost and invasiveness then two people are remaining in the workforce and dating game longer in life and fear falling victim to age discrimination. Yeah, so it's just, it's a peer pressure and keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, and just wanting to be young. Mm-hmm. You can't accept the... You the know, aging process, the yeah. dying process. Yes. We're dying. Yeah. Well, someone said that uh, surely you won't die if you just uh, partake of the, uh, the adulterous fruit. Uh-huh. The serpent seed fruit. Remember the Bible in Proverbs says beauty is vain. Yes. And matter of fact, matter of fact, 
Let me go here, here, here. First Samuel sixteen seven says, Miss Capow. Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Mm-hmm. And see, the other portion of the Proverbs scripture is, um, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Mm. <sighs> Regardless. Okay, so anyway, they're trying to look younger. They're uh, this one person who um, is an anti uh, what is it anti aging mm-hmm. advocate Ageism. or something like that. It says that uh, older people who get plastic surgery to look younger are inadvertently perpetuating ageism. Yeah, they don't want to get old. Yeah, but at the same time, they concede that in a world that fetishes youth, the impulse may make practical sense. People are making a calculated decision, going to escape the stigma of aging and buy a little time, be in the world and not be sidelined because of their appearance. Wow. It's the age equivalent of passing, Thomas said. You're actually in this cohort, but can you get everybody to believe you're in a different cohort? Really? So it goes on and on uh, about the price and the technology going down and more and more older folks are doing it. You don't have to have all that. Yeah. Um, anesthetic or whatever. They say if opportunities are accruing to the young and you begin to get old, you want to fit in. You're invisible. And maybe this is the way for people to be visible. I think that's sad yeah. that if you feel you're invisible, uh, it's because you're getting older. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but the change also reflects an evolution of how older people perceive themselves, which is to say often not as old as they once did. Uh, anyway, just, just kind of crazy. Uh, one, one husband said, uh, I like this. One husband said, um, my husband was totally against it. He'd say, I don't want you to change. I love you the way you are. It made me feel good because that's how a husband should feel about you. But I wanted to wake up in the morning and feel better about myself. So she did it anyway. And now he's scared half to death because <laughs> she looks like a Muppet on steroids. <laughs> Full retard, folks. I know someone would argue with me, but I don't care. I have a disclaimer. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Rush Limbaugh. What does he say about Hillary Clinton? Hillary Clinton, he posted a picture of Hillary Clinton. This is full retard. Mm -hmm. Hillary Clinton is holding the hand of some gal named Cecil Richards. Everybody know who Cecil Richards is? Yep. She's the head of Planned Parenthood. Mm Mm-hmm. So this is basically hypocrisy. Yeah, because Clinton says, here's a quote, I will wake up every day in the White House to see what I can do to help children. That's a quote. Mm-hmm. And then there she is with Cecil Richards, the nation's number one abortionist, seated right behind her in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Yeah, she's going to help murder kitties. Every morning she's going to wake children. up and see how she's going to help children die. Mm-hmm. She's full retard. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. This is our last story, and this is from You Can't Fix Stupid News Desk. <laughs> Music, please. Music's playing. Miss Kapow, here's a student that was taking a topless selfie. And guess what happened? She crashes into a police car. That's never good. No. She's a Texas student. She says she was taking a Snapchat photo to send to her boyfriend when she hit the officer's car. She looks like she's smart. She's 19 years old. She was driving while taking a topless selfie when she ran into a back of a police car. I guess that's fortunate she didn't run into a pedestrian or yeah. kill some old lady who just had plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> or some... Some dude walking down the street being too masculine. <laughs> that could happen. Or a killer clown. Ah, she also had an open bottle of wine and a cup holder next to her. Why does that not shock me that she might have been a little tipsy? Mm-hmm. The collision uh, was near the Texas A&M University uh, near Houston. It caused the airbag to deploy. Police said Radar, that was her name, that is her name, Radar, or Raider, was trying to put on her blouse when approached by the officer whose car she hit. So the officer says, freeze right there and put your hands up. And he held her in that position until all his buddies could come 
and take police photos of her. I made that up, but I think it sounds good in the story. Uh, The cop says, I asked her why she was not dressed while driving, and she stated she was taking a Snapchat photo to send to her boyfriend (laughs) while she was at a red light. (laughs) The arresting officer wrote that in an affidavit. Um, So anyway, she was arrested on suspicion of driving while intoxicated and released on a bond of $2,000, police said. That's an expensive Snapchat photo. And I think for that brief moment, she went full retard. Full retard. Do you have anything else to add, Mr. Bay? Nope. Well, I I just want to say, my name is Chad, Chad Water. It's been a pleasure filling in for Brother Kapow today. Our prayers are with him. (laughs) And we hope he recovers and comes back soon from the dead. (laughs) And thank you, Ms. Kapow, for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for putting up with my... Watercrest sandwich. <laughs> I'm not very masculine, so I'm safe. I have no masculinity. I've been demasculized. <laughs> You've been neutered. Been neutered. But I don't have to drive my car. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you definitely don't have to dry it. No. I don't have to dry it. Right? <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. That was hilarious. Okay. Say ciao, baby. Ciao, baby.